I asked our guest, Denny Carter, to pound the table for someone. Denny, who you pounded the table for? I find myself pounding the table pretty constantly for Anthony Richardson, and it, it, it's for this reason. Uh, Richardson is about to play in the preseason. He's about to uh, you know, shock uh, fantasy managers who have uh, thus far sort of you know, seen him as a, as a, as a fallback option from the elite guys. Uh, but I think as soon as we see him play and see what he can do on the field, I think his ADP goes crazy. And, uh, and so I'm trying to get him at a reasonable ADP right now. Cause that's not going to, that's not going to be the case in a week or two. I, I like it. He's going to rumble down 50 yards and score a touchdown. One of these days we're all going to just drop our jaws. I love it. So you heard it here first. Go get you some Anthony Richardson. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Most Accurate Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me is my excellent co-host, the incredible Jen Akins. Jen, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going. I can't really complain today, I have to say. Uh, it's been a nice, nice day. It's a little cooler here in the Mile High City. It's not, uh, we're not, you know, close to triple digits anymore. I think we're in the low 80s, so I can't really complain there. Uh, we got football pretty close, kind of busy, but still. Um, so, yeah, can't complain. We have Denny here. I mean, you know. <laughs> your, your kicker partner in crime kicker partner in crime so uh yeah i'm excited for the show uh brandon how have you been since i i think i saw you last night actually but we talked last <laughs> night yeah i'm doing good nothing's changed since last night still yeah. doing well still a crazy screaming household with the uh, children running amok at all times but everything's going real good i'm excited to talk kickers excited to talk about denny uh we're excited to be joined by the great denny carter you can follow denny on twitter at cd carter 13 catch his stuff at nbc sports you can also hear him on x on the excellent galaxy brains episodes of the nfl and nbc uh google that on youtube you'll uh enjoy every single episode that you listen to thank uh, you Denny, thank you so much for joining us how you doing tonight i i'm, I'm doing well and, and i appreciate you shouting out galaxy brains because uh the folks need to know uh, that that pat doherty and i uh wrangled a, a little show together uh where for 10 or 12 minutes we basically riff on whatever we want to football related and man it's it's just fun it, it's on it honestly it stems from our conversations on the phone about these things and we were like why not convert this into content because really that is the way of the 21st century life when you're in media you must convert everything into content so we did that with galaxy brains always must be hustling always uh we're gonna talk all things kickers this week but before we get into that i got a quick question for you denny uh little shout out to galaxy brains again you've been described by at least one podcast host me uh, as the Bryce Young of writers, because of your infectious smile, uh, can you help us understand exactly the powers that your smile bring to the podcast, and why both you and Bryce Young are able to lead with your best teeth forward? Uh, <laughs> yes, Bryce, the Bryce Young smile, man. That that's that's we we had a Galaxy Brains segment on the fact that they they just uh, the Panthers just fell for Bryce Young smile, and honestly, <laughs> I I get it, I get it. It's a nice <laughs> smile. What, what, what do you think, Jen? Uh, yeah. I mean, it is a nice smile. I don't know if smiles uh, win championships and or fantasy <laughs> championships, but it is a very nice smile. And I hope that, uh, you know, that smile will provide chemistry with his new team and yeah. we can finally get, you know, some uh, some fantasy relevant players out of that offense. 
I uh, I hope that we can keep your smile throughout the episode, Denny. That's my well, that goal too. today. Uh, that Carolina offense is very interesting to me because we don't really know anything about it. It's a new coach, a new quarterback, new receivers and everything like that. So it's really a great uh, mine for best ball talent for me. I don't really want those receivers in redraft. I don't want to make those uh, decisions. But when I'm over there drafting on underdog right now, you know, DJ Chark ADP is 155. So you can get him really late. Love him in best ball. Love the fact that uh, you can get those boom weeks. It looks like they're lining him up at the X spot right now in practice. So he's able to uh, get down the field and take those deep shots. Bryce Young, we know, has a good arm, super accurate. Uh, ESPN ADP right now, according to our multi-tools or multi-site tool over at 444.com is 122. So you got to pay a little higher for him in redraft. Uh, underdog 155. I, I love this. Jen, uh, what do you think of that Carolina offense? Is it better in best ball like, uh, like I think? Or are you willing to take the plunge on redraft? I'm definitely not taking the plunge and redraft and I'm iffy in best ball as well. Um, we've talked about this a bunch uh, this off season. I'm kind of avoiding that whole offense. I'll take some Miles Sanders if I have to, when it comes down to it. But uh, with those pass catchers, until we really know what's going on, I don't know that I'm going to invest in them. I feel like they may be waiver wire uh, fodder at some point during the season, but I, I, I see your point in best ball. Why not? I mean, throw a dart or two. Somebody has to score in Carolina. What do you think, Denny? Yeah, uh, well, you know, Jen mentioned the waiver wire. I plan on uh, adding and dropping LaVisca Chenault four to six <laughs> right. times in every league this year, <laughs> depending on how the previous week went. And that's that's my process for the Carolina offense. I, you know, I, I have <laughs> the Roto World guys give me a hard time about this, and I and I get it. I get it. I mean, it's deserved. Uh, my my Zoomer colleague uh, Kyle Dvorak, it, it, I like crawls out of his skin when I say this, but. I kind of don't hate Adam Thielen <laughs> because this is going to be pretty much a short area passing offense, right? And that, you know, according to, to beat writers, according to coaches, and I believe, and actually Frank Reich has said, we got Adam Thielen in hopes that we would land uh, Bryce Young and, and, and we think that they mesh well together. Now, look, yes, Thielen will probably need touchdowns, okay, to, 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 to be relevant, but that's what he's done. He has vexed us year after year after year. We so he can't keep getting away with it. And Thielen always does because he's a pretty good red zone weapon. So if he takes on that role here, uh, I, I don't, I don't hate him in PPR. Uh, another guy that's really cheap. And so I'm, I'm grabbing him in best ball occasionally too. He's going to get those touchdowns. I completely agree with you. Uh, Jen, is there anyone that you are drafting an underdog? I know I see you in the underdog draft lobbies pretty regularly. Anyone that you're drafting in best ball, but not in redraft right now. You know, it's not one. Um, speaking of offenses, all the giants wide receivers, every one of them I don't, I'm not going to take any of them in redraft, but I will definitely sprinkle in all of them. Because we don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, you can have like a three-touchdown week from Isaiah Hodgins, and then Paris Campbell can have two the next week. Some weeks there may be none. I mean, we have no idea what to expect uh, from that offense or from the wide receivers, really. I mean, Darren Waller, we think, should be the target leader there. But So, yeah, I mean, the Giants guys are guys that I don't think I'm going to touch and redraft. But, sure, better in best ball. Excellent. My uh, my Oregon State fandom doesn't allow me to comment on Isaiah Hodgins. But, Denny Carter, uh, any thoughts on the Giants wide receivers in best ball? I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're overthinking it a little bit. And I, I, you know, I see Darius Slayton as the number one receiver in that offense. He was last year. The offense hasn't changed. And Hodgins, you know, he played well. Um, but 
you know, Slayton still bested him in, in air yards and, and, and targets over that, you know, final month or so of the season. I mean, Sterling Shepard is going to be back. Maybe they have 15 other slot receivers, um, you know, but so I, I, I do, I think if I'm drafting a Giants receiver right now, it's probably Slayton. That makes sense. He was very, uh, very productive last year, considering the offense of the system that they were in. All right, let's let's get kickers. We got Daddy on. Let's start talking about kickers. Sorry, I derailed us with best ball talk. Uh, so I want to start with just some kicker strategy. So Denny, one thing I've seen is a big push for fractional scoring yeah. uh, in kicking uh, to basically take advantage of uh, yardage in a more true way, I suppose. Is that something you're an advocate for? Should leagues be using fractional scoring for kicking? So I've actually been at the U.S. Capitol for six weeks now advocating for uh, a federal law that would mandate uh, fractional scoring. I think Jen, Jen is with me. I'm, uh, I'm ready to lay down in the middle of the highway to make this happen if, if, if that's what's necessary. Yeah, I mean, it, that stinks if you don't have fractional scoring and your kicker hits a 49-yarder and you get four points. Come on. Come on. What is this, 2006? Like, <laughs> you know, get, give us 4.9 points, man. And most of the time, those 60-yarders end up giving you five points, too. Like, give me yeah. give me 6.2 points for a 62-yarder, right? That's right. You got to think that. That's big. Jen, are you an advocate? Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to be. Like you said, nothing worse than, yeah, someone hits a 49-yarder, you're only getting four points. Um, and then they add up. So you absolutely want every point you can get, of course, in fantasy football. Uh, it is a it is a game of, of fractions. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, my favorite, uh, we're talking about fractional scoring, and I actually think that would help the kicker cause in fantasy football. But the funny thing is um, people will say they hate kickers in fantasy football. Oh, man, this is the worst. <laughs> I, I, I just I just take take one and forget it, and, and there's no point in trying to, to find good kickers. But you know what, though? They come they come to you in the DMs for help. Hey, do you, uh, you know, Jen gets to this, I'm sure. Like, hey, uh, do you think I should drop Butker for this guy? Whatever, you know, has a good matchup, and because because they're embarrassed to be public, uh, you know, in public about it. But it's it's not embarrassing. It's just another position in our game. Yeah, it's amazing. The hate is amazing. I actually sent Brandon. Uh, so I do this newsletter for uh, Betsperts and Four for Four, and I did uh-huh. the other day. You know, I, I'm doing it twice a week. This time of year, it's not the easy. Well, earlier it wasn't the easiest to find topics. So I did a little kicker special and I just found some really cool kicker facts. It wasn't even like who to draft, blah, blah, blah. It was just kicker facts. Um, and some person felt the need to like respond to the newsletter email. I mean, it was this whole rant about kickers are trash, grow up. All I'm like, grow up. Like, grow up. You're, you're the one. Yeah. You're the one emailing me about a newsletter when you could have just unsubscribed and moved on, you know? And he's emailing me, grow up. I was like, wow. That's a take. So, yeah, I think people just think it's cool to hate it, but we know. I, for one, appreciate that you informed me with your newsletter that Mark Mosley of the Washington former uh, team name uh, was the NFL's most valuable player in 1982. We had a kicker as the MVP in 19. How did I not know this? Did you know that, Denny? I did know that, and you want to know why. So I grew up in Maryland. I'm looking at a picture in my office right now of Mark Mosley. Oh, okay. Uh, holding holding me as a baby uh yeah i'll I'll post a picture of it holding me as a baby at a sport chevrolet uh (laughs) in in beltsville maryland in 1985 uh so yeah i so i am aware mark mosley was the man 
Also, Denny, the first baby in the state of Maryland to be kicked through the uprights for a 30, uh, right. 30 yard field. Goal. That's right. Yeah, very impressive. Brandon, thank you for, for recognizing that. <laughs> Folks don't know that, that I, I actually did fly through the uprights, at which point I dedicated my life to kickers. Absolutely. Yes. That's where it all began. Uh, so one thing that I love is uh, I, I love Scott Fishbowl. I love that you're allowed to do kickers in the flex. Now, I, I haven't looked into their rules this year, so I'm not sure if they're still d- doing that. But, Jen, I know that's something you were always a fan of. Is that something you think more leagues should adopt is putting kickers in the flex position? Oh, like in regular redraft? Sure, or any I mean, sure. No one's going to do it, but absolutely. I mean, well, listen, all the, all the kicker haters, that's what they want, right? They want no more kicker, and they want you know people to have the option. Right. I mean, that's what most of them want. And that's fine. Um, You know, I don't know. It depends on the league. I think Scott Fishbowl sets up perfectly for that because it's a deep league and everyone has, you know, 20 something, you know, draft picks. And so at the end, instead of taking a stab at some rando wide receiver five on a team, you're obviously going to take a kicker because they're going to get, you know, more points per week in a normal like 12 team redraft league. I don't know that I don't know that a kicker is going to outscore you know your wide receiver three i mean it will on random weeks but not consistently so i mean i think that if you know if people hate kickers and want to get rid of them at least put them in the flex i mean don't get rid of them altogether because that's just silly denny have you experienced any kickers in the flex leagues uh i have and you know like jen said i mean you have to be pretty hard up to play a kicker in the flex okay let's just be honest <laughs> with that. here's the thing when you when you when you're a kicker advocate in fantasy they think people think that it means that you're taking Justin Tucker in the 6th round and you think that people should be playing them at the kickers in the flex all the time we don't think that like we're not deranged okay like we like to win we like to put up points it's just that we recognize that the kicker position is actually far more predictable than people think right that's the only thing we're saying. Like, if you're drafting your team right now in the beginning of August or even the middle of August, honestly, my advice to you would be do not draft a kicker, okay? Just pick one up when week one is approaching. Um, uh, get a running back who might fall into some touches if there's a preseason injury or something. So we're not crazy. We do like kickers, but we're not often playing them in the flex or anything. I feel like when I'm... As a, as a fantasy football player who's just avid about it and is in tons of leagues every year, I feel like streaming positions is one of the more fun aspects of fantasy football. So the draft is fun, but I, I'm with you. Like streaming a kicker is fun. It's fun to go in and read Jen's column every week and look and see what Denny's tweeting and discuss uh, what kicker I want to pick up on for the pending season. So I, I have fun with that. Uh, Denny, what's your method for streaming kicker? Like how do you how do you evaluate? Do you, do you try to get a good one and then hold them, or do you just expect to to cycle through? Yeah, I mean, you know, the we JJ and I on Living the Stream have talked about like the 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 point of streaming is not to stream anymore. Like it's it's not just to do it for the hell of it, where you're where you're just picking up guys and letting them go. It's to it's to find someone, uh, including kicker, where where you're like, oh, okay, like the, this this kicker is attached to a pretty good offense. They're generating enough neutral and positive game script for me to feel comfortable with him. So if you find that guy, which you you can, you can, you can very easily do that. Uh, and, and you stick with them. But if, if you don't have them, you know, then, then, then you drop and you add according to, to match up really. I mean, you're just, you're just looking for a kicker who is not going to be uh, totally destroyed by bad game script is, is in the end. And can you predict that hundred percent? 
You can't. But guess what? You can't predict anything else in fantasy football 100%. Absolutely. I mean, hit rates are, uh, you know, 50-50 on a lot of those positions. Kickers, I feel like, are better than that. I feel like I've had better success with that. So, personally. Uh, Jen, your streaming option, do you – do you? I wanted to ask, when you have a good kicker, right, how much do you – lose sleep over dropping that kicker on a bye week or using the roster spot to roster two kickers like what's your what's your approach on that bye week if you do stumble into a good one you know (laughs) it's funny you say that because people assume i'm not opposed to holding on to someone that i like uh and dropping another scrub like i'm not opposed to it uh it depends you know if if, like i think last year i was in a situation uh that i had i I can't remember who i think maybe i had bass and i really didn't want to let him go because he had a good stretch coming up and i just didn't you know but most of the time i will drop him it just really depends it depends on you know the upcoming schedule the matchups all of that stuff uh but i think that a lot of people assume that it's silly to hang on to a kicker during the bye week and i get it i mean it depends on the depth of your roster but if you can like if you have someone that you're just you're never going to start this dude anyway then why not hang on to a kicker for more week, pick up one guy that has a good matchup and then let him go and get back to the guy you like. Excellent. Uh, Denny, do you drop your, uh, your stud or do you hang on to him? Uh, that, that, it's a, it's a good question. I get a lot of that come, come by weeks. Oh man. Like I can't drop young way. I can't do it. And, yes, you can. and I'm like, oh, you probably can. You, you probably <laughs> won't regret it all that much. I mean, I can help you through, you know, and, and and if you have any questions, I guess. But people get really attached, like emotionally, to kickers. I, I find that I find that when they when they stumble across one who's solid, they get really excited. Oh, I you know I I, I hit gold. I'm the only one who's ever found a good kicker. I got to <laughs> hang on to this guy. I mean, you could probably drop him. It's fine. I feel like I can't drop Jason Sanders though. I feel like I just can't do it. It's well, it's that's the hat, an emotional. It's the you gotta, yeah. It's a good offense. I just I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with like four kickers. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fall in love with my kickers and just. Keep I do doing not it. recommend. Let's talk with talk about some specific kickers out there. I want to talk about some kicking jobs and some players out there. Uh, Daniel Carlson. He was been the kicker one, kicker one, and kicker three over the past three years. Uh, he's been really good. He's a Raider, so it he's ranked really well across the board. Available in the 19th round. Uh, are the Raiders really expected to be that much worse, Denny? Like, like to where we, we've completely forgotten about one of the best kickers in fantasy football the last three years? It's a good question, honestly. And, and I was actually really sweating over this question. I saw it on the show sheet, and I thought, how am I supposed to... You know, how can I possibly say you you, you can't draft the guy who's like an automatic top two or three fantasy kicker over the past three seasons. But I'm going to go ahead and say that you can't draft this guy. (laughs) I I, I really, I really am like frightened about how bad the Raiders could be this year. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a, is a massive downgraded quarterback. Like, like he's going to make Derek Carr look like prime Joe Montana um, (laughs) this season. And and that worries me for several reasons. It worries me about drafting Devontae Adams in the first round. It, and it, and then Carlson, I don't know if he's going to have the kind of, uh, of game script that can lead to, to a solid uh, year. So I have some numbers if I could share with the class real quick. Um, Daniel Carlson's 2022 splits in wins and losses. He, he averaged 2.7 field goal attempts per game in wins, which is an unbelievable number, 2.7. In losses, that dropped down to 1.8, which is honestly still not bad. I mean, you know, almost two 
field goal attempts per game and losses. Um, this is explained by the, the Raiders were uh, among the more, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, among the more conservative teams on fourth downs last year in, uh, in play calling. And um, another thing, another knock against Carlson is that according to sharp football analysis, uh, which I, I really do like their strength of schedule analysis, the Raiders have the second toughest schedule in the NFL uh, going into this season. I, I think it could be a complete bloodbath for this team, like a just a disaster. And I don't know if I want the kicker attached to a total disaster, you know? I, especially if Josh Jacobs doesn't come back. That's that's very concerning, too. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo for six games and no Josh Jacobs would be absolutely terrifying to me. Uh, so it's a compelling point, Denny. I will not be drafting Daniel Carlson now, even though I look at his numbers and I get very excited. Uh, Jen, we get Daniel Carlson's brother in the league this year. I don't know if you know this or not. So. Of course I know this, Brandon. <laughs> so the I... Green Bay Packers, typically a place that you want to look for the kicker. Uh, we get Anders Carlson out of Auburn, rookie, sixth round pick, comes there. Are you worried about a rookie kicker in at Lambeau Field? I am. I mean, not necessarily because he's a rookie and not necessarily because he's at Lambeau Field, but I don't know how good the Packers are going to be. And I know, uh, you know, I had a little points written down about the Raiders, but but that's okay. We can we can skip those and we'll go we'll go to the Packers. I want to hear um, your Raiders. No, points. no, no. It's actually you. the same point. So we can okay. just kind of go there. Uh, you know, looking at looking at betting lines uh, for the Raiders, they're, they're, they're only projected to win four games this season. You know, not good for kicker stuff. Uh, Packers only projected to win five games this season uh, at the moment, as far as lines go. So, yeah, so that's not really, you know, good for the kicker world. But the crazy thing is with Carlson, or I should say the older Daniel, uh, I mean, the, the process has led us to not pick him like the last three years and he somehow still. And so it's so frustrating because I feel like I remember last year at this time, Denny and I sitting here talking about we can't draft Carlson. And then he puts up another like K2 performance or whatever. But I am worried about the Packers uh, a little bit. You know, we don't necessarily know what we have there, right? With love and, and I mean, there's definitely talent on that team, but at the same time, you've got a rookie kicker. They might not be great. Uh, and you also have, you know, Lambo, which can be cold and all the other stuff that people talk about there. So uh, I don't think, I, I think he'll end up possibly being a, a streaming guy, you know, a matchup based guy. Uh, I don't think he's the type of guy that you're going to draft, you know, He's not a top 12 kicker, so I don't see, you know, I don't see anyone actually sitting down and putting that sticker up there for uh, for Anders Carlson. Uh, Anders. It's Anders Carlson. I'm sorry. So Anders. I, I was, I'm I was so certain. sorry. Yeah. The uh, the Auburn fans will be very angry with you, Jen, and, and you already they, anger they, the Auburn fans. They hate me anyway. I'm a Georgia <laughs> fan. They all hate me. It doesn't matter. Uh, we've got a couple questions. Uh, Casey Brown wants to know how many different kickers the Chargers have this year. Uh, we will get to that in a few moments. I'm going to talk about open jobs. And uh, I, I also just have to say Cameron Dicker as much as possible. So we will get there. Uh, Terrell Too Nice wants to know what kicker has the most dome games. I haven't done that research. Denny or Jen, have you done that research yet? I haven't. I, mean, I, would I guess assume it... maybe Joseph. I don't know. Sure. It's yeah, I'd be looking at NFC North and NFC South yes. would probably be what I'd be looking at. Yeah, I, I, I would guess Koo, Joseph, or uh, maybe like Will Lutz. Yeah, Lutz, yeah. NFC South makes a ton of sense to me. Okay, let's go to unsettled jobs that we want to keep an eye on, unless you had strong Anders Carlson thoughts, Denny. Uh, no, no, we can we can move on. I think, <laughs> I think Anders will be on some waiver wire uh, columns this year, and uh, people will regret it. 
certainly <laughs> certainly all right let's uh let's start with the chargers i've got five teams i want to kind of go through with unsettled situations find out what your take is on basically basically what i want to know is is it worth waiting on these guys or is it worth drafting one of these guys or how close will you be watching before week one who the winner is because these are unsettled so let's start with the chargers uh cameron dicker or dustin hopkins both these players were very productive last year when they were the kicker uh but we don't know who's going to win the job this year chargers seem like they're a pretty good offense denny is, how are you approaching the chargers kicking situation how carefully are you monitoring it <laughs> extremely uh you know i'm 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 talking uh cotton like google alerts just uh <laughs> i have I, I have people at chargers training camp giving me daily reports no i'm kidding but I mean, yes, you 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 want to be interested. You're going to be interested in whoever wins this job because this Chargers offense is probably going to be good. It's probably going to march up and down the field. That's what we're looking for. Uh, so don't overthink it. You know, whoever wins this job, consider just picking them up like before week one. But it, they'll they'll be out there, um, whether it's Cameron Dicker or uh, uh, Dustin Hopkins. I'm I'm good with either. Jen, uh, any any feasible situation where you'd want to lock that up and like pick up both of them before the season starts? No, no, okay, that's not needed. I think we'll probably, I would like to think that we'll know before the season starts either way. So you hopefully will be able to draft whichever one. I can't imagine they're going to roll into the, you know, before the, the, the final 52 with both those guys on there. So, I mean, they may, but you'd like to think they would rather have depth otherwhere, other places of the, of their roster, but. I will say that this is uh this is the one position I, I look at that I wonder if it goes until final cutdown day. Um I, I watch final cutdown day every year because I follow the return specialists, and that's uh that's final cutdown day throws all your return specialist uh <laughs> project projections out the window. So uh this one seems like it might go to the wire, but we'll see how preseason goes. Denny, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say anyone uh, who is caught drafting two kickers from the same team uh, should be monitored by the FBI at all times. Really two <laughs> kickers at all, but let alone the same team. I mean, yes. let's, let's be real. Do we know it? Do we know? It? Uh, Daddy, I wanted to ask. So you said uh, we streamed, this is kind of off the sheet, but you mentioned drafting uh, two kickers at all. Uh, if your league allows you to go into the season without a kicker and you can take the last uh, really go up right until the last minute to grab that kicker and drop somebody else. Do you advocate for doing that or do you still take a kicker in the last round? Um, well, you know, some, some draft uh, uh, programs or, or, or software, they, they force you to fill every, uh, every spot of your roster um, before the draft is over. So I guess, yes, you, you're going to have to do that. If, if my draft is right now, or even in the next like 10 days, uh, maybe two weeks. I'm just going to keep pushing that off <laughs> really until, until the end of August. Uh, what I'm going to do is you draft your kicker and you immediately drop your kicker oh. for someone who could, who could, you know, potentially fall into a, a, a bigger role because of preseason injury or whatever. Really like you, you, you don't have to worry about having a kicker going, even if it's like a 14 team league, you'll be able to find someone. Trust me. Excellent. Yeah, Kenny, grab Kenny McIntosh, who I know just sprained his ankle, but uh, yeah. Wait a minute, <laughs> what? Yeah, Kenny, Kenny yeah. McIntosh just sprained that. his ankle. I'm sorry, yeah. Jay. So. You know how I feel uh, about Kenny. Right, I'm but, like but I mean, old... go ahead, go Jen. Ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've single-handedly raised his ADP on underdog uh, week by week, starting in February. Oh, like, he nope. has, he he's a dog, right? Yeah, he is. 
Yeah. Um, and that injured Seattle running back room. Let's go to another team. So the Lions right now, this one seems the most open to me. They've got Riley Patterson. They've got a guy named Parker Romo, who I'm not familiar with. And then I, I don't wouldn't be surprised if they end up with somebody completely different. Uh, Detroit, that offense looks interesting to me. Denny, is that a situation you're monitoring or are you kind of ignoring Detroit? No, no, not at all. I, I, I think that they would be uh, a great, a great target for folks who are, you know, in the last, you know, few days before the season starts. If you're really still looking for uh, a kicker, you, you should go Detroit. I'm, I'm looking at their numbers from last year, and they actually were, uh, they had the sixth fewest field goal attempts. So it wasn't exactly like a, a, a fountain of a field goal uh joy in uh in, in in detroit but but i i would say that their red zone scoring rate was off the charts so if that comes back a little bit you know could could be good for the kicker excellent jen is detroit a team worth monitoring to you do you agree with any yeah absolutely i uh i definitely uh i i definitely had some mike badgley all over the place last year and he was good as a streamer so yeah i'm in we saw let's move to the 49ers uh we saw them take a kicker with the third round in a third round that's uh that's shocking to see a third round pick used on a kicker at least in, in today's <laughs> modern age so uh we've got jake moody there but then they brought zen gonzalez back to camp so is that all for show you think or um can we confidently draft jake moody and if so is san francisco worth uh worth the kicker is are they a team that you're targeting let's start with jen this time yeah, I mean, I hope Moody wins the job. I don't know. I, I, and I, cause I do, you know, Robbie Gold has been fantastic for fantasy purposes. It's like you never really, you never want to get excited about him, but then he's always there and he always scores the points. So uh, it's a different, you know, different offense. We're not exactly sure what to expect there. Uh, but yeah, it's a Kyle Shanahan offense. They're going to score points. And I feel like, uh, I feel like Moody, I don't know. I mean, you draft a kicker in the third round. I don't know why you would not play him you know why you would bring in zane gonzalez who's been on like 15 teams and you know i mean the the 49ers just draft on vibes right they, <laughs> they, they, they have no plan they have no analytics you know they just they just go in they're like eh, it's like they panic me. drafted like the rest of us like the timer's yeah. ticking and they're like uh we'll just take him moody like so, yeah. yeah someone was like hey kyle this moody kid look, look at this clip from youtube he kick, kicks the hell out of the ball we gotta get him third round um it's a horrible pick like unforgivable use of draft uh capital but you know he's gonna get the job uh unless he just completely forgets how to kick um and and he was he was good you know uh at michigan uh he made uh 87 of his field goal attempts over his final two seasons there 49ers have the sixth easiest strengths of strength of schedule so they should see plenty of uh of good game script and uh kyle shanahan loves him some terrible field goals um and uh what i mean by that is like you know kicking from inside the 10 yard line uh only five teams were were less aggressive in the red zone last year than the niners uh as far as field goals go so he loves look kyle shanahan he wants to score points but not too many points and therefore <laughs> you want his kicker I love this. That's a, that's a great stat that you pulled out. Thank you very much for that stat. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, your boy from Maryland, Chad Ryland, fourth round rookie, went to Maryland last year. Uh, going to the New England Patriots, going to fight with Nick Folk. Uh, that Patriots offense, we don't really know what to think, but over the past decade or so, 
the Patriots kicker has always been a really prominent player. Bill Belichick with a conservative game plan usually. Is that a kicking situation that you're monitoring closely, Denny? Not as closely, you know, the, I, the Patriots will just by, by default be improved this year because they have what you might call an actual offensive coordinator, which I think is an upgrade <laughs> over not having one last year. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna be better on offense, no doubt about that. I think that probably makes whoever wins the New England job a streamer. But if you look at strength of schedule, uh, no one has a tougher schedule than the Patriots this year. So I, I don't, I don't know if we're going to see that sort of consistency that, that makes the Patriots kicker a must have. Teddy, this is another sheet. I'm just curious. Uh, Bailey's that, are you a Bailey Zappy guy? Do you think, do you think this is all Mac Jones? Or do you think there's a chance we see some Bailey Zappy sometime this year? Look, I, I appreciate Bailey Zappy and his, his grit. He's a gritty kid. He has that dog in him, obviously. Uh, I mean, it possibly has the weakest arm of any quarterback in the NFL in the NFL's history. Not not just not just today. I've never seen a guy throw the ball like he. Chad Pennington, after his fifteenth sh- shoulder surgery, had more zip on the ball than Bailey Zappi does. So I just I I I, can't, I refuse to believe that he's going to be the starter. I, I I love it. I love it. You're going to get Chad Pennington and Bailey Zappi fans in your DMs now. That's what's going to happen today. So you're welcome for that. I did. Yeah. Thank <laughs> uh, you. Jen, you said there was a team I didn't bring up that you wanted to bring up. You care to care to talk about it? Well, yes. Breaking news today. The Dallas Cowboys uh, cut Tristan Viz- Vizcaino, Vizcaino, whatever. Vizcaino. Ah. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, they're left with one Brandon Aubrey, which, which our Brandon did some research on. He's kind of an interesting fella. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know much about him or where he came from, but Brandon discovered he, uh, I guess he played soccer at Notre Dame and then. Yeah. Four wanna... years at Notre Dame and then got drafted by the Toronto football club of the MLS kind of bounced around a little bit and then went to the USFL and played in Birmingham, I think for the last couple of years kicking. And now it seems like he may have won the Dallas job. So what do we think, think of this, Jen? I think that, well, I think they bring in somebody else, but I think it's also, you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, we're down, we're down to this one guy that, you know, wasn't even a, a professional kicker until, until very recently he was a soccer player. So I think that's kind of interesting, but uh, whoever gets that job, it's a good job. I mean, for fantasy wise, yeah. like you want, you know, the Dallas, Dallas is going to score points. That kicker job is always a good job. So uh, whether it's Brandon Aubrey or they end up bringing in some other guy that has, you know, been on seven teams in the last three years. There's, I think, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of, of plenty of uh, kickers available that need jobs. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, yes, whoever it is, I like, I like the Dallas kicker. Yeah. You buy in Dallas and their offense, Denny? Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of, kind of skeptical of McCarthy, but yeah, I think Dallas, the, 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 the chargers, are two teams that don't have kickers right now that I'm, I'm very interested in. Excellent. All right, let's, so let's get to some actual targets. We've gone into um, a couple players that I want to talk about. We've gone into some teams that were unsettled. Uh, but Denny, when you're talking about t- kickers that you are targeting, whether it's end of draft or pickups right before the season, what kickers are you wanting to roster early on? So I, I, I can't get away from young way coup at the moment. I, I, I think that, besides tucker tucker should go first i mean you know if if i if i have to rank them but i'm i i think who has to be the next guy off the board next kicker off the board um just an amazing strength of schedule second easiest in the entire nfl 
you know, last year, even though the Falcons were not, you know, world beaters by, by any means, uh, 37 field goal attempts, that was the fifth most uh, in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, lots of dome games. They'll, they'll probably improve on offense this year, uh, probably. So uh, I, I do I do think that that young Hui Koo should should definitely be a priority a draft pick for anybody, you know, with kickers in our league. Excellent. Uh, are you targeting Koo as well, Jen? Or is there somebody else you want to bring up that you're definitely wanting to add to your roster before the season starts? You know, I'm not a Koo person. I mean, no? Jen and I, I think while we both are, are, are you know, the kicker people – uh, we have different processes, and Koo does not uh, work in my process. Uh, I mean, listen, he's a good kicker. Uh, it depends, you know, if they take a step forward, all the things that Denny said. But um, he's not someone that I'm personally targeting. Uh, guys that I like, uh, I mean, Butker, you can't really go wrong with Butker, right? I mean, the, the Chiefs are favored. Chiefs are favored in, in all 17 games to win right now, uh, betting line-wise. Uh, they are not projected to lose one game. Obviously, they will, but, you know. Um, and then they have four Four of those games are uh, projected by more than a touchdown, and that's one of the factors that I look for. Another guy, it's kind of interesting, right? Jake Elliott. You know Brandon from our streaming show. He was, you know. He, he brutalized you all year last Elliot year. Elliott is a guy, like, every, you know, everything and every part of the process and all the markers are there, and somehow he still just doesn't doesn't score what we want him to. But – Eagles are favored in, in 15 of 17 games this year, five of them by more than a touchdown. So the metrics are there. Elliott should score uh, lots of points, but he doesn't for some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, it's because, it's because A, the Eagles are so, so or at least we're so good in the red zone, and B, also, they don't kick field goals. Like, they the, the Eagles actually try yeah. to score points, which makes them one of, I don't know, maybe five teams, four teams in the NFL who actually want to maximize points Yeah, and good for them, but not good for the kicker. And so I know what you're saying, Jen, all, all the metrics pointed to Jake Elliott as like a guy who's supposed to be a really reliable fantasy option. And he just, he just wasn't. So I, I, I kind I tend to, to, to write off the Browns kicker, whoever that will be. I mean, obviously it's Cade York, but, um, the Eagles, uh, the the Cardinals. Uh, you're not going to roster well, that, yeah. whoever that is anyway. But uh, what what <laughs> what I mean is teams that really go for it in the red zone. Uh, you know they they mess with the whole process. The whole process is based on teams wanting to eventually kick field goals, and the Eagles just don't. Right. No, he's right, and it's frustrating. But he's one of those guys. I don't. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you want me to name more, Brandon, or do we want to go back and forth? Because <laughs> I can keep going. So I want to ask about a couple of players. Uh, one thing I will say, in every home league that I'm in, usually the expert leagues, uh, the kickers don't get drafted or get drafted in the last round. But in every home league I'm in, there's one or two kickers that go in like round 10, 11, and Butker is usually one of them. It's usually Butker yeah. and some other guy. <laughs> yeah, Tucker. Usually those two go. Yeah, so you uh, and, may not be able to get Butker, even though he's obviously going no, to be a target. No, of course, um, and I'm I'm never going to reach for a kicker ever. Yeah. So that's that's not even yeah. I'm with you. Can I uh, can I sell you on some Will Lutz, folks? Yeah, yes, sure. Uh, yeah, so Will Lutz uh, struggled with injuries in in, in recent years. Uh, I believe he is finally fully healthy, and I, I, everything points to him. You know, probably being a good fantasy option, the upgrade at quarterback with, with Derek Carr. Hopefully Michael Thomas gets back to some sort of form this year, or at least plays, which we can. That's, that's a hope. <laughs> yeah. 
New Orleans has the second easy or, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Second easiest strength of schedule in the league right behind the Falcons. Um, the saints were by far last season, the least aggressive team on fourth down. Uh, so we're talking about Dennis Allen and company just loving those field goals, you know, down, down three scores in the fourth quarter. And we're taking a field goal from the 12 yard line. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> it, it, we, we, we like that. We like that. If we have Will Lutz and Will Lutz is, is actually very good when he's healthy, he's very accurate, especially from 40 plus yards. So he's definitely a guy you can just get like before the season starts. Nobody's going to be chasing Will Lutz. No. Uh, index you. of suspicion index in our chat. Uh, thanks for joining us. Mentioned also that uh, Derek Carr tied to the top kicker the last couple of years. So uh, Daniel Carlson Ooh. with Derek Carr. We know Denny likes Derek Carr at least better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a very good point. Man. Hey, here we go. We get yeah, a little I like narrative. that. Um, I can, uh, you know, I can throw out another name. Uh, how do sure. we feel about Jason Myers? I always like Jason Myers. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. feel like he's, you know, in a decent spot. If this, if you know, if Geno Smith is the same Geno Smith that showed up last year and not the one from from prior years, uh, and they can move the ball, I, you know, Pete Carroll's not afraid to kick a field goal, so I'm down with. Uh, I like Myers, and nobody really targets him either. Yeah, uh, Seahawks last year, uh, 37 field goal attempts, that was uh, tied for the fifth most in the NFL. Uh, you, by the way, Jen, do you know off the top of your head who led in field goal attempts last year? Because I'm shocked to see this. I don't. The Pittsburgh football Steelers. You know what? I was going to say Boswell. I really was actually, because I remember with like streaming, it's like he was there every week and I just didn't want to write him up. And then, but he was there and I was like, oh yeah, he keeps, he just keeps, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Uh, they have a different kicker this year, right? Boswell is not there. Or is he there? I believe he's still there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so he's that, one to watch. Yeah. Cause that team should, should in theory take a step forward as well. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh brought in a guy named BT Potter, but I, I think you're right. Oh yeah, no, I, no, no. I, I was think Boswell is going to win it. So yeah, I was thinking of something else. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just real quick, I want to ask about Tyler Bass. Uh, what the two of you think since that Buffalo Bills offense is such a good offense? Obviously, you worry about a little bit about the weather, but uh, Tyler Bass is a another guy. Every once in a while, I see drafted a little ahead of where I would usually look at kicker. Are, are you interested in Bass with that Buffalo offense, Teddy? Sort of, but honestly, like I'd way, way rather have Koo. I'd rather, I'd rather have Lutz straight up, honestly, than than. Uh, I'm sorry, Bass. I totally forgot his name for a second. Um, uh, you know, the Bills uh, only had uh, 30 uh, field goal attempts last year. Um, you know, it, it like basically tied with the Saints and and Texans uh, near the bottom of the list. So. I, I do I do think that people will will chase him because it's like oh he's attached to a potent offense which is true, but uh, the Bills happen to be really good inside the twenty and that hurts. Yeah, it's like a Jake Elliott situation. Like Bass in theory should be really good, but as fantasy wise, he just has those weeks where he'll get you three four points when someone like Lutz will get you twelve. Sure, absolutely. So let's shift. So we've got guys to target. We want Koo, we want Lutz, we want guys like that. Butker, if you can get them. Uh, let's talk, is there anyone that you're seeing being rostered or drafted regularly that you just don't want any part of, Jen? Um, I don't know about being registered, you know, rostered regularly just because we're not there yet. But I'll tell you who I, I would want no part of. Uh, number one, Denny already mentioned him, Matt Prater, like the Cardinals. They're going to be horrible and they're not going to score any points. Oh. And 
I don't even think they're going to get down there enough to even kick a field goal. So yeah. uh, Matt Prater's a no for me. Um, another guy is uh, the rookie Caleb Shudak for the uh, Titans. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but him. Uh, Titans kickers just don't uh, don't pan out. I mean, Randy Randy Bullock, you know, was there for a long time and uh, was was brutal as a, as a fantasy kicker. So I don't know how great that offense. I mean, they're fine, you know, but I just think there's definitely better options there. He's he's someone that I would not recommend. Uh, wouldn't recommend. Excellent. And Daddy, you kind of already answered this. You mentioned Cade York and a couple others. Is there somebody else you want to mention? Someone that's a stay away for you? I mean, yeah, Tampa's kicker, <laughs> yeah, for ah, sure. I, I don't even sense. know who, who it is. I, even never... though I love him, well, there's a right now. It's a competition between Chase McLaughlin and uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, who's right. my boy? Oh, but I, I can't. I, I can't. Cause, yeah, you can't. Oh man, that's gonna hurt. Not, yeah. not talking about playing. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm completely out. I'm gonna take the brave stance, saying the Bucks are gonna stink. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, great but, take. Great take. Yeah, I mean, I've looked. Look, I've looked at the numbers. Uh-huh. I've studied the footage. Yep. And I'm telling you, the Bucks are not going to be good. Um, I do. I do like. By the way, uh, was it Mike Evans? I think said the other day. He said. Uh, he said, "Look, we're out here. Uh, we're we're grinding hard for the season. We lost one guy, and everybody lost faith in us. Well." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, Mike, that's true. You did lose one guy. You lost the most important guy. So, uh, yeah. And anyway. I, I saw something. To, I think Baker has thrown like nine interceptions out of like, I don't know. I, I love following uh, Buck's camp. Twitter because every day it's like, and neither quarterback has uh, completed <laughs> has, a pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, neither quarterback has accentuated themselves today. Neither, neither quarterback has really shown themselves to be better than the other one. So it's definitely a competition. Um, all right. So I think we've done lots of names. I like this. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got a little bit of time. So I pulled some, because there's so much kicker hate out there, I pulled what I thought were the most reasonable uh kicker hate statements that i could find from across the interwebs okay so i'm gonna throw these arguments i'm gonna play a little bit of uh devil's advocate i'm gonna throw some arguments at you so the first one is from please no pickles on reddit the um the the great mind of 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 reddit please no pickles uh says kickers are so random especially at the start of the season you just hope you get lucky picked one no strategy behind them i hate them in fantasy so denny Hates them in fantasy. Please, no pickles. Says that kickers are too random. They should go. What? What say you, Danny? Here's what I would say, pickles. Uh, I can. Can, <laughs> I, can I call you pickles? Uh, the you know my quarterback didn't do well la- uh, week 16 last year. We need to do away with the quarterback position. He was in my quarterback was in a good spot. Okay, like the process said, my quarterback had to do well, and he didn't. And so I'm so go off off with that with that position's head. <laughs> We're done with quarterback. I mean, come on, it just it happens. It happens. Like you 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 try you try your best. You follow some guidelines. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Hopefully, it works more more than often. Um, more <laughs> more than it doesn't. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, you 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 gotta you gotta treat kicker like every other position. I, I'll tell you what. Justin Herbert let me down a lot more than Justin Tucker did last year. I will tell you that. (laughs) All right, Jen. So this is from Matthew Brown from Gridiron Heroics. All right. Kickers aren't fun. Has anyone ever spent a bunch of time trying to figure out which kicking matchup is favorable? I don't. I have one kicker on my roster, and on the bye week, I pick up something new. 
No joy in the kicker position. Ooh. Zero joy at all. Jen, what do you say to the zero joy in the kicker position? Wow. Well, uh, you're doing it wrong, uh, Matthew Brown, or whatever you, <laughs> whatever his name was. No joy, huh? You got to listen. You got to find joy in everything. If you don't find joy in fantasy football in general, I mean, come on, right? So, yes, uh, to answer his question, yes, some people do spend time looking at the matchups. Denny and I do it every week. And uh, we find joy and we find joy when our kicker scores, you know, 15 points and his dude that he just drafted and left in there scored him a three. So we find joy when we win fantasy football leagues by paying attention to the kicker. There you go, Jen. That's a good response. By the way, we have a a, a viewer, uh, Luke, who says, if you don't like randomness, you should get rid of touchdowns, which yes. that, you know, Luke, that's a, that's a good point. That is you a know, if, point. If you want everything to be perfectly stable <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, predictable, then get rid of touchdowns. Touchdowns are volatile. There's no way yeah. around it. I, I, I like that. And this is an amalgamism that I, I cleaned up the language on, but this is, this is one I see the most. And you, you kind of already addressed this, but, uh, it sucks when a kicker is the reason you lose a matchup. That's the the best way I could paraphrase paraphrase that argument. So, what say you to people who say it sucks when you lose a matchup because of the <laughs> kicker? I mean, it's such a weird way to look at the game. I I I can't relate. I I can't relate to like seeing that your 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 kicker scored five points and you lost by one. But like your wide receiver three scored six points or something or something, <laughs> and, and you know, and and just completely uh, crap the bed, and 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 but you're gonna point to the kicker. I mean, like like you could you could drive yourself insane with that with that kind of thinking. So it's not it's not because of your kicker. Yeah, your kicker didn't have a great day, but unless the rest of your roster went ballistic and your kicker is the only position that didn't put up points, you can't say that. I, I like that. See, bring in rationale and reasoning to this argument, Denny. I'm not sure you uh, are familiar with where these arguments are coming from. If you're if you're reasoning with them, that's the way it goes. Uh, Mr. Scampers wants to know. Uh, hi, Mr. Scampers. Thanks for joining us. Uh, wants to know our stance on kickers and dynasty. I know Jen doesn't play dynasty. Uh, Denny, do you play dynasty? I I don't. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm a big dynasty guy. I love kickers. Uh, I I am, I want punters. I want everything. I want oh. everything in dynasty. I want every position. I'd do offensive lineman if I could. So uh, yeah, kickers in dynasty. I love it. I have a periodontist who I told Justin Tucker's rookie year to draft Justin Tucker in his dynasty league, and he still emails me once in a while to tell me how he still has Justin Tucker on his dynasty roster. It's fun. So I love it. So uh, two more arguments, Denny. Uh, from Mark Strasberg from Fantasy Six Pack, DFS is phasing out kickers. Shouldn't seasonal follow suit? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a dark day when when DFS banned kickers. Like, like first of all, you ban kickers and you keep defense. Defense is yes. way more volatile, way less predictable than kicker. And you kept defense, and people are fine with it. It's a very, it was a very strange, strange thing. I I didn't really understand it. I really, really liked having kickers. In DFS, I know FanDuel held out for a little while. And when they announced that they were getting rid of the position, people celebrated as if a dictator had just fallen. And, that, <laughs> you know, I have to be honest, that was very hurtful. I didn't like that. It, it is. It's almost it's almost uh, it's almost personal. Denny. Yeah, it's it was. Very, personal, I, I, I felt I felt attacked for, for, <laughs> for weeks after that. Uh, Jen, one final one uh, from Jeff D 76 on Reddit. 
the difference between the number one kicker and the number 15 kicker is usually so small. And I looked it up last season. It was 1.5 fantasy points per game. So basically the idea is that it's, it's irrelevant to have a kicker because it's so it's such a small difference. What say you Jen? Wait, so you mean to tell me that you looked it up like from week to week, it's only 1.5. I find that very hard to believe. No, just fantasy points per game. Right. But my, but okay. So you have, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't buy it. Because there's there's weeks where you know someone goes off and gets 21 points and then someone gets two points. So I, I don't buy that it's only one point from well, kicker I, one to kicker three. I, I do think I do think that that speaks to the position uh, being waiver wire friendly, and and if you're active and looking for those matchups that you can easily replace, like an an elite kicker with a guy on on the waiver wire rostered by nobody, you know. And so it may, maybe it speaks to to that. I, I think, mean, yeah. It's different. So, it's different than other positions, but it's still playable. It's still it's still beatable. Right. I feel like that argument, right, goes like for quarterback, right? It's it's that's the argument for not drafting an early quarterback and waiting till late. But we're not doing that with kicker. It's last round or nothing in waiver wire. So that argument doesn't even I don't know. I don't like it. I love it. I love it. Also, uh, a great reason to stream kicker, like Denny just said, and a great reason to read everything that Jen and Denny put out because they will tell you which kicker to start each week and which kicker to stream. So if you're comparing the top kicker at the end of the season to the 15th kicker at the end of the season, that's different than comparing the compilation of every week's top streamers, which you can get by reading Jen and Denny at all times. Uh, Denny, this was a blast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners should check out everything Denny does on NBC Sports. Follow him on Twitter at CDCarter13. Any final thoughts, plugs, or smiles before we go? Yeah, I, you know, constantly smiling. I, I do want to. I do want to say that I am now doing the threads thing. I'm there at, at CD oh. Carter thirteen. Uh, I'm also on the gram, as the, as my kids are oh. calling it. Excellent. Um, so that that's new for me. Uh, trying desperately to stay relevant. So yeah, I mean, you find me there as well. <laughs> Excellent. Follow Denny literally anywhere you can, uh, both on the web and in person. If you see him, just follow him around. It's great. So, <laughs> uh, Thank you, Jen. Always a pleasure. Any final thoughts before we go, Jen? No. I'm also doing the threads thing, but I actually haven't opened it up in like two weeks. But oh, I am on. there at Jen Aiken's NFL as well. Um, we got we to gotta get threading, Jen. I, I'm there. I just forget about it. Like I did it when it all went down and then I just keep forgetting every now and then I'll get like a notification. I'm like, Oh yeah, that thing. I just keep forgetting to go over there, yeah, but I am listen. there at Jen Aiken's NFL. Uh, same as yeah. Twitter. I'll, I'll find you. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Find me and I will find you. But yeah, I was just going to say uh, for the listeners, I, you know, ton of content uh, on four for four coming out uh, every day, pretty much. It's great. I love being on seven microblogging sites at, at one time. <laughs> right? it, it, it doesn't fry my brain at all. I don't know why anybody would ask me that. I love Jen's catchphrase right now. Threads, if you need spokespeople, Jen's catchphrase, it's there, I guess, when I remember it. So <laughs> it's a great catchphrase, great slogan for it. Uh, listeners and people join us in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us and chatting with us and listening to us. We appreciate you and love you very much. Uh, thanks, Jen. Always a pleasure. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen Aikens NFL and Reds and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great day.